0: What does it take to create a vibrant, thriving life? First, the sad news is that Thoreau was right. Most people are leading quiet lives of desperation, lacking in meaning, fulfillment, and vitality. But we choose more. We choose to create extraordinary lives. And the Art of Vibrant Living show entertains you with inspiration. Empowerment and education to create your life into a masterpiece. It's time. Let's vibe up. Aloha, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all, I am so excited to see you today. And you are in store for a great treat because we've got an amazing guest for you, Janice Silva. I'll tell you more about her in a moment. Firstly, though, this show is all about vibrant living. And I'm your host, Daniel Aaron. And what we do here is give you inspiration, empowerment, inspiration, information, so that you can live your best, most beautiful life in all the aspects that count. And part of why I chose today's guest um, specifically is because, well, she, she really beautifully walks the line between being a businesswoman and and quite an accomplished businesswoman, as well as really focused on wellness and creating a vibrant life. And even better, she is not somebody who had everything handed to her. In fact, she had some pretty phenomenal challenges, like some some big stuff that she's overcome. And I pay attention to everybody that's successful. I pay even more attention to people that are successful after they've faced significant adversity. So uh, Janice is a wellness concierge. She uh, created an amazing, call it a tourist attraction, lavender farm that was a huge destination place years ago. Um, She's had a really fascinating life and she's gonna share some of what, uh, what she's learned in that process and what will help you directly in your journey right now. So with that said, Janice Silva, thank you for joining us. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Aloha, Daniel. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, awesome. Well, it's it's uh, so cool. And, um, you know, and especially since you are here on Maui as I am, um, it's worth it for us to take a moment, whether you're with us live or you're watching this by rebroadcast, to just acknowledge, appreciate, and send some love and aloha to people on the other side of this island uh, and really people all around the world that have been affected by the tragic uh, catastrophe that's happened on Maui. And uh, while some people are debating what caused it and we're all looking at what are we gonna do about it? And how, one thing we can say for sure is it's tragic and it's really affected a lot of people in a, in a hard way. And so our hearts are with them. Um, and you know, one of the things that we can do all of us around the world, there's lots of ways we can help. And, you know, myself and my daughter, we've been volunteering and people are donating and people are supporting other businesses on Maui and that's all great. Um, One of the other things though, that we can all do is really take the lesson of, you never know what's going to happen and really dedicate ourselves to living in our most authentic, true way and creating a powerful, beautiful life now. So I appreciate, even with all that's going on. And I know for you, Janice, like for me, it's been it's been challenging, you know, and we we didn't lose our homes, uh, though certainly we have been affected, and it's a heavy atmosphere here. So that's probably a, a, enough to say on that for the moment. Um, let's make a little segue, though, because directly relevant to that, um, again, I know you have faced some adversity in your life and um, developed a lot of resilience and been able to bounce back in beautiful ways. From that, and, and I would say probably even get stronger and better because of it. Um, but actually, maybe before you get into that, will you just give us a little bit of um, of who you are and your background, and, and how you got to be doing the work that you're doing now?
1: Well, I'd love to, um, thank you so much. And yes, my hearts are with everybody on this Island. I think if you were here you were traumatized by it for sure. Uh, and surely not as hor- horrifically as those on the other side of the Island. Uh, but I'm so grateful to be here now. Uh, and all of a sudden I got big. Are you still with me, Daniel?
0: Yeah, we're just featuring you so everybody can see. you.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, it took me for surprise cause I got really big. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to myself. I, uh oh, I'm so grateful to be here now because I know that that's where I'm supposed to be. My mantra lately has been, I'm in my right place at the right time with the right people for the right purpose. So I know that there's a reason for me to be here. And I've been praying to, to see that reason and to see how I can be of service. Uh You know, I, I grew up in <laughs> Hills, and I didn't know where my food came from. And so when I had the opportunity in 1998 to buy a farm, uh, a hundred-year-old turkey farm, I took it because I had two young children, and I wanted to teach them where their food came from. Uh, It was really near and dear to me to live a simple life and to get back to being very present in the moment. And this was, you know, 25 years ago. This was a long time ago. This was before people were talking about, about all this. Uh, and, you know, my generation, I, I grew up with a strong emphasis in getting a good education. I graduated from USC uh, with high honors and and went on to get other certifications and degrees and did all the school things that we do. But I really wanted to raise my children and be a present, a present force for them, right? I didn't want to send them to daycare, which I was seeing a lot of my friends do who had stayed in the workforce. So... I've always loved the idea of uh, network marketing and direct sales. So when I was pregnant, I got into that early on as a way to stay home. Uh, And I did some consulting and and had a lot of fun doing that and realized I really like being self-employed. So I've been self-employed now 35 plus years. And it's not an easy journey that my son is 33 uh, so I started right about a little before then, knowing that I didn't want to work for anybody else, that I, that, from in order to live a vibrant life, I had to do what I needed to do, which was to be creative uh, and to be around creatives and to, you know, find my my purpose and give it away, so to speak. That's what they say. Right. So I was a big dreamer and we bought this hundred year old farm and we had a vision. We had a vision to create a lavender farm. Uh, we had seen them in Europe and, and seen them in uh, Los Olivos in California, and we knew we could do that. So we transformed basically um, pretty much an empty canvas uh, into a thriving, and we were the largest tourist in our town for many years, into a thriving destination where people would come to be inspired, one, by the fact that we were living our dreams, uh, they would get out of the car. You know, we were part of the wine tasting goat cheese kind of lavender farm thing that we were creating of agritourism. They would get out of the car and they'd be, oh, you're living my dreams. And I would be like, yes, I am. But I saw it and I live it and I took action and I created it because so many people have dreams, but they don't have the ability to, you know, hold the vision when the obstacles keep coming up, right? And that's what we had ability to do because people would come year after year and they would get to see the results, the fruit of our labor, the beautiful fields. We're there almost 15 years, absolutely loved it. I won business person of the year in 2008. I was at the top of my game. I was involved with the chamber of commerce. I, I really loved what I was doing. I was the lavender lady, I had purple hair. I thought this was my life. I loved it. We built this place from the ground up ourselves. My husband was a general contractor. We put our love, sweat, and tears into it. Our tagline was lovingly grown in Atascadero. We were in San Luis Obispo, California. I loved it. In 2009, I stepped in a hole and broke my leg. And I have to tell you that for all those years prior, people would show up and I would tell them stories of my great grandfather who was a famous artist who, who lived his dreams and they would love these stories that I would tell and, and I wouldn't tell them, never give up on your dreams and be inspired to live your dreams. And I'll tell you, when I broke my leg, I gave up on my dreams and I gave up on me. I, 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 I literally went into a complete and total depression because a year later we lost everything and I no longer had that venue. And I no longer had what I thought was everything. And I had a lot of resentments and a lot of pain. And those two things aren't a great combo. I ended up putting on over 100 pounds and and really um, was lost for quite some time and couldn't figure out how I could tell all these people to dream big. And then I couldn't find my dreams. I couldn't find them. And so I, you know, a lot of prayerful work, a lot of letting go, a lot of mindset work, a lot of letting go of resentments and a lot of loving myself healthy. And I found my way back and really too, a lot of nutritional rebalancing. I had to address the nutritional deficiencies of putting on all that weight because the toxins are stored in the fat. And so I was in this constant IV drip of anesthesia, antibiotics. So many health issues that come along with stress, depression, lack of movement and weight gain. So addressing those things, I found my clarity again, which gave me my dreams again, which gave me my focus. And believe me, I'm a fighter. And I I fought back and I got back into doing what I love, which is I got back into selling. I love selling really cool, fun state of the art products. Um, believe me, when we were talking about lavender at our farm all those years ago, nobody was talking about it. We used to notice how all of a sudden you saw lavender everywhere in the market. Um, but we were doing it way ahead. And I won business person of the year for earned it actually for bringing this industry to an area and made a big deal in the local war movement, the farm to table movement. We were on the Discovery Health Channel, which was so exciting to be featured in this movement. And I believe that this movement is a way forward for Maui, Uh, agritourism, um, bringing people here to learn about where their food comes from and what great things Maui grows and what we have that's so unique. Uh, And I hope to be a part of that in the future. So as I learned all this... um, I got more acquainted with myself and what I like and I've been diving and leaning deep into my transformation and I'm so grateful I've released all that weight and turning that into a a moment, you know, healing comes in giving back and so I've been giving back now uh, as doing back in network marketing. I definitely am a proud network marketing professional. I I believe in it, in doing it with integrity and it can help so many people. Uh, I have, you know, many people that have been affected by this but It's just amazing what can happen when you start feeding yourself with more loving, healthy change Uh, and everything, the side effects, the side effects of that low vibe, you know, the 1.0 resentment, weight gain, all that other stuff. Those were really ugly side effects. The side effects of loving myself, making sure my messages to myself are on purpose with intent and loving moving my body with joy. It's not about getting out there and exercising 15 times a week and killing myself. It's about moving my body, doing something that I love and addressing the stress by making sure I'm watching that nutrition. And then of course, adaptogens. Lavender is an adaptogen. I've been talking about adaptogens for years, and I love helping people understand about how plants can help them find that clarity.
0: Awesome. Well, it's an amazing journey you've had, and you know, to go from there's so many, so much of what you said in there that's worth us uh, looking at and exploring and and playing with, and so many ways we could go. I'm going to highlight something you said though, and and ask a little more about it because it's, I think, something that you and I might tend to take for granted. And you said something like, "Oh, I came from Beverly Hills, and I didn't know where my food came from," and when when you first said that. I thought, oh, wait, I heard it I heard it as if you were going to say, I came from Beverly Hills and I didn't know where our next meal was going to come from. And I was like, wait a minute, those aren't congruent. Beverly Hills is affluent place. No. So it's not that story, right? That's a different story and a valid one. And we know plenty of people that come from um, where they didn't know where their next meal was going to come from. That's part of Tony Robbins story. Um, and But for you, Similar for me, you know, like the way I would put it is, I grew up in the era era of um, better living through science, right? And we were we were so disconnected from nature. And I was a, I was a fat kid, and I had no idea where food came from. So just to make sure it's really clear what you said, because this is maybe not even an obvious thing for everybody. I didn't know where my food came from. What you mean, and tell me if this is accurate, is like, I didn't have, like, I knew what a grocery store was. I saw those packages. I saw the things stacked up in the produce department, right? I saw the meats wrapped up in the styrofoam and all that. But, but where, where are those things grown? Where do those animals come from? That was something that was, that was missing. Is, is that fair to say?
1: Oh, yeah. I thought my food came from Gelson's or Ralph's or, you know, the market and definitely wrapped up. And we are. Well, I'm of the TV uh, dinner generation. I was pretty cool getting those packaged meals. So, yeah, I I didn't understand. Um, And here in Maui, especially food insecurity is a big thing. And I think that food insecurity around the world is a big thing. We saw it with the supply chain issues. We're seeing it with farms being bought up. We're seeing it with, you know, when I was traveling full time RVing for three and a half years prior to coming to Maui, almost five years ago now. And uh, what I saw was a lot of corn and soy. So it's like we, we've kind of gone away from let's grow our food. You know, we don't need to. But I feel I understand they say we need to do these things because of the population. <laughs> but I just feel like the conversation is is not clear. People need to understand and also what we eat. Right. And 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 how we eat it with intention um, I'm very mindful of what I put in my mouth and, and why wouldn't I be mindful of what I put in my mind and vice versa. Um, and what I put on my body for so many years, I would talk to people about, you know, what are you putting on your body and talk to them why they need that's the skins their largest organ and why we need to be aware of these things. Um, I loved it. I mean, it was like it, the, the whole idea, the farm life embraced me. I raised my children there. I am so grateful for that time. I, I could walk, Uh, my daughter and I could walk my son to school when he first started. And then we walked all of us together and we could pick fruit along the way and eat it. And we weren't worried about what it was sprayed with. And we had chickens and I learned so much about, you know, what it's like. And I learned so much about farming, you know, being a lavender farmer, we also grew microgreens. Microgreens was a big seller. My lavender honey was the biggest seller we had and we had bees and the, and I'm talking not infused. I'm talking the bees in the fields with the real lavender honey. It was just delightful. And to learn the process, uh, how the bees give what, what they give us and and the chickens. And 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 I've just I've leaned way more now, not eating. Um, I eat more plant based because of what I've learned. And I can remember early on with my kids going to field trips and learning about cows. We had cows one year and never did that again. I hated that experience because I got attached to the little things. (laughs) And uh, so I, I just think that it's important that we educate people. And one way we can do that are on fun tourist trips. People would show up at my farm and spend an hour walking the fields and talking to me about things. And what I learned in farming Farming farmers are the most optimistic people I know, farmers and surfers, <laughs> because why? They plant year after year after year, expecting things to grow, and they never know what's going to happen. So I learned patience. I learned, oh, I learned so much, and I missed it. And when I lost it, it was very challenging for me. So one thing that these losses here in, the, in Maui have done is trigger this for me. So what do I do when I'm triggered? I dive into my, my healthy toolbox. I hope everybody has a healthy toolbox. Um, you have to have one. It's not about going and asking your doctor. It's about asking you. You are your doctor. And you, I have always felt I'm guided to what I need. And it's amazing. You know, When I broke my leg, the doctor that ended up being my doctor in the emergency room at the hospital was the head doctor for the U.S. Olympic ski and snowboard team. So I just remember thinking, woohoo, I got the best. And I always do. And I know that and I claim it. And it's really not about, it's not about looking outside of myself. It's really learning more to connect with myself and be listening to those guidances, right? Those synchronicities that are coming every single day. And I'm just, I wake up every day. I, I'm attracted to, to you and your business and wanting to been talking to you since you joined our, our networking group uh, is the whole vibrant life. This is what I live, what I've been talking about. The video at the beginning of your show is, is so true. Too many people are not living their dreams. They don't even have dreams anymore. They've given up. And I want to encourage people to never, ever, ever give up. You may have a process of grieving. Yes, but if you can move through that quickly... And you can utilize adaptogens and other things. There's so many things that are plant-based. And whatever you use for your meditation and your joyful movement, if you can incorporate this more and more and more, even when it doesn't feel like it, because there's days when sometimes I can't get out of bed. And I know that if I push myself to do it, and if I make sure that I'm on purpose with what I'm eating, it makes it a lot easier, doesn't it?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You're, I mean, so accurate um, in that. Yeah, it takes, um, you know, it, it takes remembering and sometimes putting some effort in and, and having some healthy habits that we can rely on that um, when things aren't going our way or challenging um, that, that bring us back to center. And, you know, part of what I also got from your experience is, well, one, how cool that you got this realization in your life like, hey, I don't know where my food comes from. I I want to, you know, I I want that. Like you recognize something that was, there was something you wanted that you knew was important for your spirit, for your soul, for your vibrant life. And in doing that, you also turned it into a service and turned it into something for your family and for the world and got to serve a lot of people from that. And I think part of what you're pointing to is like so many people are, Disconnected from what is inherently our birthright, which is vibrancy, right? Like that's the natural way of things. Yet we, as a culture, have gotten so far away from nature, right? In this better living through science, the concrete, the world, the commercialism, um, that that may be. Some would say that the biggest cause of our disease and and depression and obesity is is we don't remember what it's like to be in contact with, with the land, with the earth, with natural cycles. Um, So, you know, it doesn't mean that somebody has to become a farmer necessarily um, yet to just be in tune more. And, and I'm with you, and that's part of what happens for people when they come to a place like Maui, where it's, it's like we're so immersed in nature and the elements are around us all the time. So um, you mentioned earlier, Janice, your, uh, toolbox, and everybody needs a healthy living toolbox. Or uh, that may not have been your exact words, but w- what would you say? What are what are the most in ha- important habits you have or rituals that you use in order to you know really thrive in your life?
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, it's taken you know years to learn these things, um, and patience, and loving myself, and supporting myself through it, and non-judgmental, right? No guilt. Um, Don't beat myself up. Right. I talk a lot about words. Words matter first and foremost, your words matter. Right. You know, after I broke my leg, I realized I heard my voice that I had been saying, I need a break. I need a break. I need a break for like six months prior because I was pretty tired (laughs) and we I broke my leg on my first vacation in three years, so I got a break Uh, and I never say that term anymore. So I'm very cautious. So first and foremost, I'm very careful what my words say. And, and of course I catch myself often, but I hear it and I'm aware and it all starts with awareness. Right. And thank you for sharing that. I love that. Um, and I go by dreambigwithjan.com because you know, a lot of people that I work with have tried everything just like I have. Um, you know, I've tried Atkins or tried Weight Watchers or tried gluten-free sugar-free wheat-free. I've tried everything. And again, growing up in Beverly Hills had effect on me. We were always um, uh, informed of everything before everybody. I was going to Richard Simmons and Jane Fonda. I knew about the grapefruit diet before anybody else. Uh, And, you know, that kind of was ingrained in me. So in one way, I know we talked just now, you mentioned about science. I am a little bit into biohacking and science. I love what some of the science is showing uh, for adaptogens and nootropics and NAD and, you know, really addressing cellular health and all of these things. And I love to work with people on that. Uh, but really to start with that, uh, it's to understand, you know, where people are at. So I just like to have a conversation with them. You know, if you're feeling, if someone's feeling like they've tried everything and nothing's working, if they have a conversation with me, oftentimes I can shed some light on, um, a pathway forward. And this is why I started here in Maui, this wellness concierge idea as well. And I'm really focused a lot on it now because of this idea that we need to invite people to Maui. If you're watching, please spread the word, come to Maui. There are many small businesses that are open and still need you. And when the word got out, don't come, there's a lot of people not here. So we want to support them. So I'm very excited to be really amping up my joyful Maui wellness dot com site because it features many small business healing related small businesses. In fact, I think I'm not sure you've been added, but you will be shortly after. I have to check with my website person, Daniel, but you'll be on there as well. And I act as a concierge, so I'd like to bring people here and help them put it together so it's a stress free experience. We meet up front, we talk about what you're looking to do, uh, we create this plan. I pick you up at the airport, I drive you to your appointments that are already booked and paid for, there is no stress. We're talking no stress. There's food in your condo fridge or wherever you're staying, there's flowers and you have me. So I'm really looking forward to doing more of that to get more people here to expose them to these amazing healing businesses that we have here that are unique to Maui. you featured one of them, Sandy Schneider with the harmonic egg, mind and body harmonics. And we have the singing bowl here. Uh, We have beautiful places you can go for ice baths and infrared sauna. Uh, We have drumming things and all kinds of healing related activities. And if you don't want to do any of it, just lay on the beach. I can help you do that too. So I really do want to make a difference here in Maui. uh, And, And other places. My customers are all over the world. We're in 26 countries. I represent a company called Isagenix. So my nutritional wellness comes from a product line, but it's much more than that. It's really what am I putting into my mind and what am I putting into my day? How consistent am I being? I'm not 100%, but I'm 90%.
0: Let me interrupt you for a second, Janice, because I love what you said, and I think it's really worthwhile that we emphasize for people around the world, Maui is open. Lahaina is closed, right? Maui is open. It's a big island outside of Lahaina. And absolutely, this is the best time to come to Maui. Um, And and I love what you're sharing. And I want to dig a little deeper with you, though, and say, what do you do? Like when you wake up in the morning, what you know, what are your activities? You, you probably open your eyes. I'm with you on that. I'm guessing you probably go pee at some point, but what else do you do?
1: <laughs> Excuse me. Um. Well, yeah, I have a definite morning routine, which when I get thrown off of it, sometimes it used to frustrate me. Now I go with the flow more, but I definitely wake up uh, and I drink a glass of lemon water. It's like the first thing I do it's and I do it with intention It's to wake everything up cleansing, feels good, tastes good. Uh, And another glass of water after that. And then I have a a protocol of different drinks that are adaptogen related and stress supporting things that I go through in in the morning. And I like to have my protein shake. I really don't eat until about 10 or later. So I keep that morning more for quiet time, meditation. I'm a morning person. So I get up like really early here in Maui, 4, 4.30 every single day like clockwork. I can't remember when I slept in last and it's just in my DNA. I like to go to bed with the sun and I wake up with the sun and I'm comfortable with that and I like it. and I'm very productive in the morning. Um, so I use that time to really you know, meditate and be quiet at first. And oftentimes that's in bed with stretches. I love that I can stretch in bed. I've got it dialed. I used to teach Pilates at the Lavender Farm for 15 years. I love um, mat work mostly, but I had reformers and and I'm so I love teaching. Uh, So I have a repertoire of things that I've been teaching that I try to teach myself Uh, and I do those in the morning, a little routine. Um, I do drink one cup of black organic coffee coffee, uh, with nothing in it. And coffee is the most sprayed crop on the world. So I always in the world, I choose organic always. Uh, we have some great coffee here in Maui. That'd be a nice way to support Maui. Uh, But I do drink a little coffee. I believe in the power of caffeine when done right. I have some great energy drinks with green tea caffeine. And I really work a lot on my gut. And so I do, I'm a a huge proponent. Part of my weight loss system is intermittent fasting. So I really stop eating around 6 p.m. in the evening before. And I don't start again until whenever I'm hungry. But it's usually about 10 or 11 uh, and I try to practice that every day too. give my body and my organs a chance to rest. Uh, and I drink a, a cleansing product every day as well to help with that. But my healthy toolbox is like open from the minute I open my eyes.
0: <laughs> well, so question on that then, because I don't know, I'm guessing, but you know, you just described, I don't know, eight or 10 actions say you know moments or little blocks of time activities that go on through your day and i'm guessing that you when you were a kid those were not things that you were doing and maybe as a young adult those were not things you're doing and 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 part of why i'm asking is i know for me my life is like that too i've got you know in the course of one day uh, probably at least 50 little things i do that contribute to my well-being and my health and i and i look at it sometimes from the outside and i say i didn't learn any of those in my family system my parents weren't doing those and you know and and my my biological family we were we were all fat and unhealthy and that was the the normal way of being in that world and and i look at the things that i do now and if i go to talk about them i'm like wow that's a lot to talk about and a lot of people aren't necessarily haven't developed those routines or those habits in their life, Um, you know, and it may sound even foreign, like everybody at some point in the morning, they're going to drink something. But for a lot of people, it's not lemon water. They may not know about the, you know, the value of the alkalinity of the lemon water and the importance of water first thing. Some people don't drink water until they're halfway through or don't drink water at all. Um, So I, I know it's, 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 it's crazy when we think about it, but I'm guessing you, like me, there was a time when we didn't know about those things and maybe it even took effort in the beginning. But So my question to you is, how did you create those habits? What did you do or not do that led you to these healthy protocols in your life?
1: Well, I turned 60 this year in January, so I'm really proud of that. I've I've been through a lot and um, each experience unfolds new stages of goodness for sure. Um, but I, like I said, I grew up in Beverly Hills where things were always a really ahead of everything. And I had two, three very entrepreneurial parents uh, that were also very hip. <laughs> I was exposed to things that most people probably weren't exposed to. My mom was an art broker, art dealer, and interior designer. So I had a lot of beautiful creative things around me. And my dad and my stepmom were both very, very strong entrepreneurs in real estate and always had things going on. And, and I was a very good student, Um, you know, one that sat in the front row and asked a lot of questions to my friends, friends, my girlfriend's chagrin, I think. (laughs) I went to an all girl private school. There was a lot of emphasis on being good girl, right? Um, So I learn and I'm, I'm hungry to learn things. And so I've also been through, our family also has been very ahead of the times uh, for being aware of um, how secrets can get people sick. Uh, and so I've been, I, I have a lot of people in recovery and alcoholics in my family. I've been in, in recovery. I've been not an alcoholic recovery, but more of um, codependent type recovery. So I've seen and witnessed a lot of that. And through that recovery, and we're talking years, um, I did a lot of deep soulful journaling, um, vision casting, and, um, you know, exploring and all great work. You wouldn't believe the retreats I've attended at my lavender farm by amazing, amazing people like you. I've uh, been to your breath classes. I've, I've always had a, a hunger to learn the newest and the greatest. And sometimes that's gotten me in a little trouble, but I'm, 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 I'm happy that I had that trouble because I had that experience. I've had a very, very rich, experienced life. And I'm so grateful for that. And those experiences are even more valuable uh, than, you know, the education. I'm so grateful for the education, big part of it. But it's the experiences that have really educated me. And then, of course, you know, I took care of both of my parents um, as they passed. Uh, my mom lived with me for seven years. She, has, she had Alzheimer's. Uh, I had to say goodbye to her in video on the day we went into lockdown. Very challenging. I took care of my dad prior to him dying. Um, and so I've experienced loss, but we all experience it. It's nothing really unique, but it's, I'm, I'm particularly close to my family. Um, and so every single day I, they taught me so much and I'm guided by those lessons and I live in gratitude. You know, I, it's funny. I was thinking about this this morning. I wear this necklace that a friend of mine made it for me. We lived down in Oaxaca, Puerto Escondido for a while, and She made it for me. A little girl works on the beach there. It's made from beautiful little rocks on string. It's really not worth much, but to me, it's priceless because it reminds me so much of the lifestyle that I want to live because those people taught me about family and commitment and simple, simple living and what's important. And so I bring that, I wear this so much every day, pretty much. I bring it into my life to remember, you know, it's not, This other stuff is not that important. And a lot of us here on Maui have learned that uh, in this tragedy. Um, And we've seen the aloha spirit. And what I love about Hawaii in general is the aloha spirit and this idea of living in pono, right, respect. Um, I think it's so important. And so those things, that act of gratitude and, and trying to live in that space has really enabled me to help others. And that's what makes me feel good. I, again, have a venue to help others. So I, I like these kind of speaking engagements. I'm available for these. I want to do more of them. I'd like to travel and do more. I used to talk in front of groups of people of 200, 45, 10, all the time, every day, and loved, loved, loved it. Told stories, engaged them. I'm almost like a, you know, stand-up comedian. And when I lost it, that was what, And even for a while, I couldn't talk much because I felt like I lost my voice. So I want to find that voice every day. I'll wake up. Where can I be of service? How can I use my voice? So this was such a great opportunity. And I'm so glad you invited me and that we're friends. And I've done Daniel's breath class now a few times uh, and just absolutely adore it. If you want to come to Maui and do it, I'll get you hooked up. And I got to tell you, having me as your guide is not too shabby. It's kind of fun.
0: Well, you know, part of what I love in, in what you're saying, Janice, is you you had experiences in your life that really helped you realize the importance of values that maybe are different than the uh, some of the ones that, that some of us grew up with, you know, like getting ahead and self-interest and, and like you said about simple living and, and you also really highlighted how much you live your life in an intentional way considering what you want and that's so key for a vibrant life for anybody is to really like say this is important to me and when we say this is important this is who i'm choosing to be then we're going to learn what we need to learn we're going to start finding the actions that correlate with that Um, and it really starts with the intention And, and i love the way you are so intentional about language, which, uh, you know, for those who maybe haven't noticed that there's so much of what you're saying through the, through this, that's beautiful. Like, and I love what you said earlier about, um, you learned to say, um, I not, I don't, I, I don't, uh, what was it? I, um, I need a break, right. Okay. Well, let's be specific. You know, I remember when, um, when I had, just moved to Omega Institute 1995. And I was learning about intentions. And I said, I want to be more connected to my body. I want to be more in touch with my body because I was so out of touch with it prior to that. Well, right after that, I got Lyme disease, right? And that was part of how I learned, hmm, be more specific, more specific with what we want. And, and Absolutely.
1: When, you're,
0: <laughs> when you're speaking about the break, it reminded me of one of my uh, mentors, uh, a great character by the name of Paul Shealy, who um, has done a lot of work with hypnosis and advanced learning is a company called learning strategies. He tells a great story of um, a uh, surgery room and a really unusual case. They brought him in later because they couldn't figure out why this woman wasn't healing. Right. And they went back and they looked and the surgery went totally fine and everything was okay, but months were going by and it wasn't working. And because he was a specialist, in hypnosis and meditation Uh, they asked her about it and he took her into a hypnosis experience regressed her back to it and what they found out you're going to love this is that during the actual surgery the surgeon was chatting with um, the other surgeon staff as you know as you might do during a surgery and the patient was uh, under general anesthetic so she wasn't hearing consciously but subconsciously was here. And the surgeon was telling the story of how he'd got this great new puppy and he was busy with training it. Um, he was really loving this puppy, but he just couldn't get it to heal no matter what he did. It wouldn't heal, right? He just couldn't get the good, couldn't get the little critter to heal. So meanwhile, this woman general anesthetic, she's hearing it won't heal. I can't get it to heal. And as soon as Paul Shealy found that, They reprogrammed it, you know, became, made that aware for her. And immediately she started healing from that experience. So, you know, it's, it's beautiful that you remind all of us so much about the power of intentionality um, and really getting clear on what our values are, what we want. Um, And as we kind of move toward uh, wrapping up in our show today, um, I'm, what would be, what's the best way for, well, one, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Because I'm sure some people would love to do that and maybe take advantage of your services as a wellness concierge, which is such a brilliant and innovative uh, service that you offer. So hey yeah, how's best for people to get in touch with you?
1: Yes, I, I love that term, wellness concierge. Uh, I remember the old-fashioned travel agent. I'm old enough to remember that. Uh, uh, so basically, it's like that, but with a wellness emphasis. So I have um, a few sites. It can be confusing, but my dream big with dream big with Jan, links to all of them. It'll link to the joyful wellness.com as well. And right when you go there, it'll say book now. You can schedule with me. I'd just love to chat with you and hear what's going on, see if I can be of service and possibly uh, get you to come over here and visit. Uh, and see if how I can be of service to facilitate that. Uh, and if you're looking, if you're stressed out, or you're depressed, or you've tried and everything and everything, you want to try something new. Um, I love working with people like that, because it's been so fun to really learn how I don't have to exercise as hard as I thought I did. And I don't have to deprive myself like I thought I did. I really just have to love myself more. And many people are not doing that. They're not loving themselves enough. Uh, or or any. Uh, And you can hear it. uh, Pay attention to your words today, how you talk to yourself. See if you can upgrade it to more (laughs) 2.0.
0: Awesome. And uh, that's great, Janet. And I'm curious um, about you offered, I believe, a uh, a special gift for our audience. Um, And um, will you tell us, tell our audience what that is?
1: Well, if they actually will come and do a one-to-one with me, because that's the goal, I would like to meet them and see where they're at. Then there is a freebie, a freebie that goes along with that. If we can come to some idea of what their what their need is, a lot of people aren't sleeping well. I have great solutions. These are plant-based solutions, and a lot of people their hair is falling out. Um, I wish you could see me just. You know, not too long ago, um, I wasn't healthy, uh, and so it's amazing what can happen. And I'd love to, to share with people. So come and meet me, and and uh, I'm happy to give you time and see if I can be of service.
0: And does that need to be in person or is virtual okay for Oh, that?
1: virtual, virtual, virtual.
0: Great. And so the best way to take advantage of that would be to reach out to you on your website, Dream Big with Jan.
1: Yes, because my Calendly, my my scheduler is right there when you log in. Says book now.
0: Awesome. Okay. Cool. Well, that's a brilliant offer, and you've got so much to share with people, and even more so when um, when you can really determine what their unique situation is. Because yeah, we're all different, right? So awesome. Well, can I
1: just not to interrupt you, but yeah. just to um get you back? No. <laughs> uh, Sometimes I have worked with people that are doing like CrossFit, you know, five times a week and they're dieting like crazy and they're actually doing harm to themselves. And they've tried every fad. Your body can never really start to relax enough to release the fat. And then we got to do that to get the toxins gone. So I love explaining how it works scientifically, uh, but mostly I just love helping people get results.
0: Well, beautiful. I mean, that's that's where the rubber meets the road, right? Is in actually um, getting results. So, thank you for sharing that. And we're we're about to wrap up. Uh, I got one final, big, juicy, challenging question for you. It's so challenging, in fact, that it's impossible to do it. Yet, as um, as the Queen said in Alice in Wonderland. I would think six impossible thoughts before breakfast. So I know you're up for it. Um, so are you Are you ready for the big question?
1: I'm ready. Yeah, and this is ready. especially
0: challenging for you because you've learned so much and you practice so much. The question is this, given all your experience, all your knowledge and all that you shared with us, if there is one thing that you would suggest for our audience, one thing to do or not do, that would most impactfully lead them to a vibrant, thriving life, what is that one thing?
1: Write down everything that they love about themselves and focus on that only, right? I mean, we tend to, energy goes where focus is, right? The focus. So focus on what you want and really write down what you love about yourself and focus on those things all day long. Like you're just loving yourself and don't beat yourself up.
0: Well, awesome. That's, that's beautiful. And, you know, and I I love asking that question because everybody's got a different take on it. I love what you said though, because it's really about, um, it's about what's possible. And, um, and it takes believing, or as you would say, dreaming big in possibility. And of course, once you take that and you write it down, that's a whole another level of concretization of those possibilities. So, Wonderful, awesome, uh, Janice! Thank you so much for being with us and sharing your um, amazing journey and your wisdom and your heart, and um, and to our viewers and listeners, uh, live or by rebroadcast. Y'all, thank you for tuning in, and even more so for being dedicated to a vibrant life, right, being more than interested in it, that you're getting information, that you're taking action to create your highest possibilities, uh, know that makes a difference in the world. It really truly does. And I just admire and appreciate y'all for stretching your possibilities and growing. So with that said, we are out for today. Thank you all and see you next week mahalo for tuning in to the art of vibrant living show y'all i'm daniel aaron and may you live with great vibrancy